Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh here. Another live Q&A with yours truly. Hope y'all are doing exceptionally well. As all the live viewers come in in this feed, I want to make sure I address all those who's watching later. For those who's watching and has been rocking me for a mighty long time, whether you've been watching for a week, um, five years, 10 years, or even from the beginning, I want to welcome you and thank you so much for your continuous support and your engagement. I really do appreciate it. And for those who are watching this video for the very first time, my name is Joshua Ezzy, uh, also known as Coach Josh, and my goal is to help you make sense of your life. And after watching this video, you're like, man, this guy's cool. I think what he offers um, on this channel will aid me in my life. Go ahead and subscribe, hit that bell. I would love to have you a part of my community. Uh, but with all that being said, also want to make sure I say um, thank you and hello to all those who's listening on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify. I just want to say thank you all so much for listening. Um, but let's get right into the chat box, see who's here. I'm on um, this platform here, so it may take some time for people's comments to come in. Um, but uh hope you all doing exceptionally well. And um, let's get to it, see who gets in here first. Go ahead and drink some water while everyone comes in. I'm excited. I love these live Q&As. They give me a great opportunity to really serve you all. And so uh, make sure for those who are new, make sure you hit that uh, notification bell so you can get right into the chat as quickly as possible um, to get your questions answered. But let's see who's in the chat. It's going to take a couple of seconds. I'll wait. But yeah. Um, but I hope y'all's week is going. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I was trying to stall. Here we go. Uh, Cheryl, what's going on? Uni, what's going on? Tristan, what's going on? Just J and Y, what's going on? What's up from Chicago? Thank you for watching, Miss D. All y'all, thank y'all. Mom to Cam, hey coach, what's up? What's up? Glenn from his word. Hello, hello. Austin, Texas in the building. Good evening. Good evening. Now, now, uh, naturally, Laura Elizabeth Richmond, what's going on? Greeting, greetings to you too as well. Who's got the first question? Jacksonville, Florida in the building. Jay Diggs up, family. Naya, what's going on? And do me a big favor. Like this video. Go ahead and share. Let's get out to as many people as possible. What's up, Fatina? What's going on? Now we rocking. Now we rocking. Who's got that first question for me? Ready to serve you all today. And for those who are new, just check out my website, IamUnplugged.com. We have a lot of great resources there. Books, card games, courses. Um, Here we go. Dana, Dina, Dina says, Dina Mike says, hello, coach. When is a good time to share with the guy I am dating about my medical history? Um, I think it's the earlier, the better. Um, I want to say the first date, but of course, if this is a guy that you're already talking to and you're dating, um, it depends on what your medical history is. If, if your medical history is a medical is a, a medical issue currently, then I think it's important to kind of discuss what comes with you um, because um, that will reveal to you if that's the one for you, because whoever God has for you has the grace for you, no matter what you're um, um, and uh, believe in God healing wise, no matter what you're going through in life. Um, that person God sends your way has grace for you. And so that's the good thing. Um, but I think if y'all already in a dating phase, uh, if your medical history is a current medical issue, I think it's important to communicate with him so that he'll know what he's investing in. And if he marries you, what may be a part of that, uh, but also assess your faith level to say, hey, if this is a current medical issue, I believe God is a healer and um, and all that good stuff. But I think it's a good time to communicate. And like I said, for my card game, I think I have it here. There's different phases of a questions. This card game here called Dating Prep that I created that has a book to go with it. This book here. Dating prep, um, there's different types of questions based upon level. So if you're in a cloud phase, um, that's when you're trying to filter him out and fill him out. But if your guy's on the cement phase, which is the second stage that that I that I talk about in my card game, then it's very important to go ahead and discuss those questions because now the relationship's real. Y'all both like each other, y'all both know um that y'all both are interested. That's the best time to um uh, let them know what's up. Um, before you get to the corporation phase where I start talking about marriage and then you will know whether or not this guy is sent for you by God, because like I said, whoever God has for you has the grace for you. So great question. Uni says, hey, coach, my thought process slash thinking is backwards at times. Do you have some advice on how to think better? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, God gifted us with the mind. Um, he never intended for our mind to have us. 
and, and thinking is a choice. Um, thoughts come unaware, but your thinking is a choice. And what I mean by your thinking is a choice, you determine what you think on. Um, the enemy's ultimate objective when it comes to our mind is to have our mind on autopilot, meaning that it just does what it does without any type of accountability. It does what it does with any type of, of, of discipline and structure. And then he feeds that type of mind through his system, through triggers to trigger thoughts in your mind that would tempt you to think on it. Thinking is a choice. Thinking is I'm choosing to think on it. Now you have to enhance um, the files or enhance the hard drive in your brain. I want to say hard drive, but enhance your thinking ability by choosing what to think on. The Bible says, think on these things, things that are lovely, pure, just, etc. cetera. Uh, the Bible is very clear that as a man thinketh in their heart, so are they. So you have to take your thoughts very seriously and not give those thoughts, which are seeds, thinking power, which thinking is rain, giving life to those thoughts and creating a thought patterns and ultimately developing strongholds in the mind. So the best way to do it is, is that the enemy's ultimate objective, like I said before, but I know I said the same phrase again, is to throw lofty opinions against your knowledge of God. And so if you only know God at this level, he's going to try to uh, throw his opinion above what you know about God so that he'll kind of get you in that realm of, did God really say, oh, he didn't really mean it that way, or you won't surely die. He'll play those games because your level of understanding about God and his attributes are at this level. But if you begin to elevate your thinking about who you are in Christ and who Christ is and your righteousness in him and, and the access you have um, with the spirit of God, then when the devil or the demons assigned to your life throw lofty opinions your way, you have structured your mind, disciplined to such a degree where you know how to rightly divide the word of truth. You trust it and believe and you depend it on it that you're able to cast down those vain and valid imaginations. But I do have a video that I've done recently on, let me see if I can find it here if it's in my um, catalog here. Um, I think I have it in here. Uh, man, I don't think I do. Um, anyway, there's a video on my website right now. Uh, on YouTube where it talks about how to stop overthinking and how to discipline your mind to develop the right type of thought patterns that will ensure that you're thinking as Christ would think in every situation. That's possible. You have to believe and know that it's possible to think as if what, what as, as how Christ would think in a situation. So my advice is this. I want you to write down those backwards thoughts now. I want you to write those thoughts down and I want you to write scriptures in contradiction to those thoughts. And then I I want you to reverse engineer your thoughts by developing a new thought pattern. So you have to reverse engineer your current thought patterns with the truth so that that opinion is null and void because of the, 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 the truth of God's word and how he desires for you to think. And then I want you to create on this side new thought patterns, new thinking patterns so that you can start thinking on those things. And then when those thoughts come in your mind, you'll know there's vain and there's valid. But but you have to increase your understanding about who you are in Christ and your value. Your value towards yourself will determine whether or not you can distinguish between a vain or valid thought. If you don't have value in yourself, what's, well, you'll make a vain thought valid and you'll make a valid thought vain. But if you are of value and you know who you are and your value in Christ has been made clear to you because you're meditating in God's word, then you will be able to say, you know what? I now, because I value me, I value the, the gift of my mind. I value his power. I value my future. So in me valuing my future, valuing the gift of the mind that God has given me, I don't have time to waste time. I don't have time to waste on vain thoughts. So I hope that helped. But go to my website. Uh, go to YouTube right now and type in how to or, uh, how to stop overthinking Joshua Ezzy, and that video will kind of help you um, develop the right thought patterns, and so that you'll be able to run um, your so your mind will be healthy, well, strong, and sharp where the enemy can't um, um, cause you to fade. Um, thank you so much, the humble one. Humble one, thank you so much for giving. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Leah, what's going on? William Goldsmith. Hey, William from Edinburgh, Texas. Thank you for watching, family. Tanya Mitchell, what's going on? Uh, uh, Divine 15 says, hey, coach, how do I stop fantasizing about attractive guys that come to my checkout line as a cashier? I always catch myself doing that. Um, the good thing is to catch yourself. Catch yourself and adjust yourself. And what I mean by that is, is understanding that what you choose to think on 
um, will determine how you feel, will determine how you, um, um, it just occupies too much time of your day if you're allowing your mind to be on autopilot and thinking. And first, your perspective has to always be that this is God's son. This is this could be somebody's husband. This could be somebody's son. And you re, and your your mind will only reach the limits of your level of respect. So if you begin to respect that man as that's God's son, man, that could be somebody's husband. That could be somebody's whatever. I'm going to make sure that I show respect in my own mind, and 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 realize or find the root reason of why that attractive. Uh, or that fantasy is birth and fantasy floods from a heart that that is not um how can i say uh uh who may be off in some of the fundamentals of life or the or focus so if your focus is on purpose your focus on god and your focus is more preoccupied on things that god wants you to occupy in life then when you look at people or look at a gentleman you won't waste too much time because your mind is full with other things to focus on and you have the right um, 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 understanding in regards to this man and say, you know what, this man is somebody's uh, wife, I mean, husband, this man is somebody's son, and I'm going to respect that man, but not just respect that man, but respect yourself. Because if you keep getting into that vein of thought processes, then you're going to develop that as a pattern, and that's going to become a habit. And when it becomes a habit, you're going to find yourself going to the next step beyond fantasy and want to be felt, to be want to be held. Then you're going to start wanting more and more and more. And lust is never satisfied. Fantasy is is the, is this um is the prerequisite to to wanting it to happen. So when you fantasize it first, the enemy loves when our minds are idle and get into the fantasy world because we want the fantasy world to fall into our reality. And when those things come into our reality, we end up receiving his counterfeits and find ourselves surrounded by consequences. And so when you understand that your mind must be anchored, rooted, structured focus, then you will be able to say, you know what? I can't do this because I'm setting myself up to lust and lust is never satisfied. And if lust is never satisfied, I have the wrong one by my side and then I'll have consequences all around my life. I hope that helped. The humble one says, hello, coach. How come guys look and don't approach you? What does it mean? Great question. Um, it could be, it could mean, uh, uh various things, my friend. Um, um, number one, um, he might be taken and he's like, well, you cute, but um, I, I got I got a wife, I got a woman, or it could be that I think she's attractive, but I, I'm not ready to approach a woman yet. Um, or it could just mean whatever it could mean. But the goal is to make sure that you're okay with uh, pastor buyers, uh, because the one that God has for you, when he looks your way, he's going to go your way. And, and, and most times when guys look and don't approach, um, uh, we live in a culture where though that type of People are more comfortable with social media. They People want DMs. People are more comfortable with DMs than they are right in front of your face. And that could be because of social media or it could be um, God is hiding you. And and as a and as and as safety in God hiding you, that God will uh, will keep guys at bay to keep you focused, to keep you focused, to keep you disciplined. And a lot of ladies have to understand that sometimes God will have men look at you and you in a phase of life. We're like, why these guys are looking but no one approaching? And God probably has twisted their heart away from you because He wants to keep you focused and so that you can get the right one for you. So be encouraged, knowing that um God's got that area in that department of your life that He has that special person for you that He is hand making for you while you're being handmade for them and that God knows how he's going to weave you guys together, whatever is in his providential will for your life. Uh, but I won't get so consumed by or looking at yourself as if I'm not attractive or is don't worry about that stuff. Make sure that you keep your mind focused on, on the things of God and what he wants you to do for him. And then you will be too preoccupied to even notice when guys look at you. And if they do look at you and don't approach, then you will keep moving. But what I don't want to happen for you is that you can have that framework of mind. And then when a guy, a counterfeit does look at you and come your way, you're so excited about it. You fall right into it. Stay focused, stay disciplined, stay content in God so that no matter who does come your way, you still have enough wherewithal, discipline, patience, and poise to still investigate what's in front of you and not fall into um, um, a trap by the enemy. Hope that helped. Great questions, y'all. Um, Enoch says, hey, coach, 
Here we go. Hey, coach, can God use people that aren't a Christian to speak to you? If God can use a donkey, he can use a non-believer. Um, God has a mirror of ways of communicating his will for us, communicate what he wants us to have. And that's OK. But you have to make sure no matter what a person says, it will always be confirmation. When someone speaks into your life, it will be confirmation. God will speak to you or reveal it to you. And he utilizes other people to confirm it. Um, but we're not sitting there saying that you're um, when a person confirms that um, that that you were OK with what God showed you. That's why God brings people and in, 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 in individuals in your life, whoever and from whatever background to confirm what he's already spoken to you. So what I will always say, if anyone speaks into you, put it on the shelf. And let God take off the shelf and, and tell you what to do with it. But never take everything to heart unless it's confirmation. If someone speaks to your life and you never heard it before or it's whatever, put it on the shelf and don't even think about it. Don't get so caught because there's a lot of false prophets in the world that utilize prophecy as, as a tool of control and manipulation. And, and, and weak people fall for that. And so my advice to you is uh, God can speak through anybody. But when they do speak to you, put it on the shelf. And, and let God take it from there. And then you'll know how to navigate going forward. But everything fundamentally begins with fellowship with the father, because in fellowship with him, you'll know how to move in life. Uh, amen. I received that. Thanks. Coach. You're so welcome. Humble one. Thank you for your generosity. I really appreciate all those who support, who give in many ways, whether it's a like, comment, share, a donation, a, a super chat. I just want to say thank you all for your generous support. And I really appreciate it. Annette says, hello, Coach Joshua. I met a guy, but he is a Mason and not too familiar with me. And I am not too familiar with Masonry. Um, can two walk together? They'd be agreed. I will probably um, anybody, different groups, whether it's fraternities, sororities, Masonry. Um, um, you got to be careful with people who are under oaths, um, who, who do things of that nature. And so I will really seek God about that and really see how deep in the lodge he is. And um and make sure it's of God, but if but you gotta watch out for people who are up under oaths who are committed to organizations in a deeper way, uh, because sometimes that those organizations are their idols, and and then they they will lean more towards the the institution or the organization's opinions and philosophies more so than the word of God. And there's a lot of um, um, sectors like that that you have to be leery and careful of. So what I would do in my advice to you is take it before God and uh, count the costs and, and see what the Holy Spirit wants you to do. Um, but but you just really have to be careful in who you engage with, who you um, uh, get involved with, and making sure that they are more committed to God than their organization. And that as far as I will go with that, just out of wisdom, uh, out of being wise. Great question though. Uh, Kiera says, I met this guy who pushes me closer to God during this time. How can I prepare myself to take care of this relationship without running or ruining things? I've never been in a God relationship before. Well, the best thing to help you is, is to not, is to not start this late, not to stop your relationship with God to start this one. What most people do is they get excited when something new comes and they'll stop their relationship with God to start this one. Sustaining your relationship with God and engaging and being proactive in it will help you navigate all other relationships. Because if you want a godly man or if you want to ensure that he's a godly man, you have to be a woman in God. And when you're in God, you become familiar with godly attributes, godly traits. And then you will be able to be sensitive and discerning enough to see if those traits are in him to either confirm that he's for you or to or whatever to tell you, whatever to slide on. Um, but but um, uh it doesn't matter who pushes you towards God. You still got to go to God to make sure that's the one that he's using to push you. All right. Because that's main important. That's the main important thing. Confirmation is key. Confirmation is key because in relationships, confirmation is key because um, um, you're going to have arguments. You're going to have tough spats. You're going to have uh, stuff that throws himself at your relationship. And the confirmation from Christ saying that this is the relationship that I have for you will have you navigate the tough times and be consistent and be faithful because you know this is the one that God has uh, has called for you to be with. Now, um, self-examination will let you know if this is the right time for this relationship. So my advice would be is ask these questions. How familiar are you with God? What, uh, well, scale to one to 10, how's your relationship with God? Um, uh, thirdly, are there any idols in your heart? or insecurities in your heart. If if those numbers are low and if those issues are long or, or, or 
<clears throat> multiple, then I would kind of consider maybe this ain't the time for the relationship and this could be a counterfeit um, or it could be just a counterfeit time versus a counterfeit person. Um, but but don't be afraid of ruining things if your relationship is thriving. OK, because if your relationship with God is moving forward and you're growing in God, then the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you to all truth, even in that relationship. So what I would do tonight is really assess where you are in your life, where you are with God and 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 where you are in trusting and letting the Holy Spirit flow. I'll probably do a video pretty soon on what does it mean to flow with the Holy Spirit and so that you will be able to know how play by play, day by day, way by way, the Holy Spirit does his thing. Right. So I met this guy who pushed me uh, closer to God during this time. Um, anybody can push you towards God in a period of time. But time proves their motives are really genuine. A lot of people use the God card, but but God is not in their heart. And so what I don't want you to think is, wow, this is the first godly man I ever met. There's a lot of men who are wolves in sheep's clothing. And so I'm just saying these things because I don't know your situation and nuance, but at least I want you to start thinking on these different things because consistency is key. A guy can really make you feel great in the beginning to try to get into some other areas later. So these are just some things that you have to assess. But the two multiple, the ultimate things is where you are with God. And are there any insecurities? Are there any idolatry in your heart? Because those things set you up to be prey, to be preyed on. And, 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 and manipulated and controlled. Um, how can I prepare myself to take care of this relationship without ruining things? Know that you are still single. You are in, you're single no matter what phase of life you're in, but you're not married. So you got to continue to work on yourself, but assessing yourself is key. And that will let you know if you should advance the relationship or not. I hope that helped. Uh, thank you for watching from Maryland. Greetings from the Caribbean. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Naya says, my ex keeps calling and I'm scared that he will pop up to my house or job. How do I stop worrying about him and what he might do? Um, hmm. uh, it depends on the history of that man. If that man is crazy, crazy, then you got to get the cops involved. Maybe you have to get some other resources and, and, and sources involved. Um, um, only you know his history. So I don't I don't know on what level of crazy he's on. Um, if he's crazy, crazy, then get some, um, some, get some support in there involved. Um, email me and let me know what's going on and put your name, Naya Love. Email me, let me know the nuance so I can better answer your question because I don't want to lead you falsely and I need to know how severe that is. And, um, I'll be looking forward to that email today. And if you don't hear from me tonight, make sure you email me again tomorrow. So I, I don't want to labor too much on that question because I don't know the nuances enough. Um, Cheryl says, dating apps for women. If you should be pursued, could women be hurting the process being the initiator like on Bumble where women got to make the first move? Great question. Um, God has an order for things um, and, and he created us uniquely in a way uh, in the for the processes of relationship. And, and um, a man was built to pursue. A man was supposed to pursue. He was made first. Um, he's the head. He's the covering. He's the leader. And 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 nobody wants a leader that has to be taught how to lead in a relationship, right? And so to answer your question specifically, I think it's not wise um, for a woman to pursue a man. Um, it, it shows insecurity. It shows um, um, uh, it just shows a lot. And and please hear my heart on that because uh, when you understand that you are uh, um, God's daughter. And that you are loved by him. And if you if you if you initiate the process of courtship or the process of reaching out to a man, you make it too easy for him. And, and I'm a man, so I know when you make it too easy for a man, easy come, easy goes. But when you have been pursued and that man is saying, I want you, there's something about when a man pursues that produces um, um, uh, stability and ease in the woman's mind. It proves his consistency. It proves his motives. It proves his um, financial um, stewardship. It proves his prudence. It proves a lot. And if you break that or stifle that, it shows that maybe the feministic culture has gotten you to believe um, that 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 you have to um, uh, usurp God's order, and then now all of a sudden you're 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 have a mindset of of leadership that I want to lead this. I want to control this. And that's the job of the leader is to lead, is to pursue and is to prove, not prove to you that you're valuable, but to, but to, but the pursuit 
um, reveals how valuable you are to them. And I think that's just how God made men. He made men to pursue. He made women to be pursued. And that's just the order of things. And you got to be very careful on how society tries to flip the script. The devil's ultimate objective is to do the opposite, is to pervert the original order of God. And so if God is telling the man to leave and cleave, if he's telling the man um, to, to do these different things in the pursuit and the stewardship and the covering of a woman in the family, the enemy's going to try to flip that and be like, women, you empower, go do it. But we, a lot of women don't understand the ramifications of that. And and, and a man like me, um, I'm not, don't, let me make sure I want to say a man like me, but men of God, they, they want to hunt. They want to pursue because that's just what's in them to do. And a, a man of God ain't going, they, that's unattractive, man. And any man who likes a woman doing that, that, that's not a man, that's a boy. No man wants things easy. No real man wants it easy. A man wants to prove that he is, that he is able and stable and not a fable. All right. And you got to let that man do that because in doing that, he learns a lot by himself. He learns he and that value continues to perpetuate down the relationship and marriage, because if you initiate it, then he's comfortable. He's like, oh, you want me and you do that to enough guys. Their head get too big and the other one gets too big. And all of a sudden he done did what he did. And now you just talks to the side. And so you just got to let God uh, or trust God's order, trust God's flow. And let and let him do it. Um, so dating out for women, I just don't think it's wise. I don't think God don't need your help dating wise. God doesn't need your help in dating, and and, and he doesn't. And, and God's a good matchmaker. I've seen it in my own life. I wasn't out there dating when I met my wife. I was I was uh, in my purpose. And so what I want to advise you is you you gotta trust God more than you trust the resources. You got to trust God more than you trust what the world offers for you to get what you have early. And, and God is good, man. God is God loves you. He has already before ordained everything for you. And, and we just got to make sure that we trust him. So ladies on these dating apps, it's just my opinion. You can do what you want to do, but the fruit will prove itself. And, and a man who's a man don't want it easy. A man doesn't even if a woman wants to always take initiative, that turns a man off. There's, there's, there's nothing about, a, there's, there's, that's one thing, one of the top things that turns a man off, a man, man off when a woman wants to initiate. Men are men, they want to lead. And so a man don't need your help in pursuing. God doesn't need your help in dating. Um, now there's roles that a woman plays in establishing the man's pace to, 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 to let him know, yo, we going too fast or we, whatever, whoop, whoop. but, but, but don't stoop to that level. And that's because it's problematic and it's dangerous. And it, it hinders the flow. Um, but I just don't think it's wise. Hope to help. Now he says, I blocked his number. He is calling on other numbers. You know, email me. You know how crazy he is. If he's crazy, crazy, like physical crazy, then we'll talk more about that. Mom to Cam says, what do you think about taking a break in a relationship? Been together for five years. Um, if you need to take a break and it's been five years and y'all not married, then you might need to break away. If y'all been going at it for five years and in the fifth year you need a break, you need to you might need to break away. And I, and I will go ahead and break away. Um, no man is going to have a woman. Only time a man, only time that time frame is in those kind of numbers is if it's God's providential timing at that period for y'all to get married. But it won't be in the fifth year um, that I need a break. If you need a break, you need to break away in the fifth year. You need to break away, my friend. And 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 you got to look at your heart and assess and say, you know what. Um, is this really what's best for me? Because that's five years of your life. You know what I'm saying? Because marriage, there's no opportunity for a break if you do it God's way. Um, so what I would do, I would consider breaking away. Um, and what it depends on what the break is for. Um, if it's like hard times came, financial stuff came and uh, things that he didn't know how to respond to, you didn't know how to respond to, you need to just a break, that, that's understandable. But if it's like, Man, it's been five years. There's no proof of engagement. There's no fruit of of going to the next level. Then you might want to break away because that's that could have been five years wasted of your life. Hope to help. Just J and Y. Give me one second. I gotta take a water break. I gotta get that gallon in. I gotta get it in. <clears throat> All right. Just J and Y says, hey, coach, my friend is trapped in the prosperity gospel. A lot are. She believes that Christ died 
so that she can live a life on earth full of wealth and health. I have talked to her about it, but she doesn't listen. Hey, listen, um, I have a two pearl limit. I cast the first pearl because I love you. The second pearl comes just in case you just didn't hear me the first time. After I don't cast no more pearls, people will suffer the consequences of cult beliefs. Now, does God want us? He said he'll give us life and life more abundantly, but that is not the gospel. So when people make exclusivity gospels where it's the prosperity gospel, um, where it's it's the uh, 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 that's prevalent now, the grace gospel. Uh, anytime a gospel has a name in front of it other than Christ's gospel, then you can't really trust that gospel because they're kind of pigeonholing themselves in one promise. And so what they do is they idolize one promise of what comes with the gospel. Um, um, stewardship is part of the gospel. He'll teach you how to uh, um, steward money. Proverbs talks about that. Um, 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 taking care of your vessel. The word of God talks about that. Um, but when you when you focus on one promise in the package, then you cause people to be unbalanced. And what will happen in her life is that she's going to have hatred towards God. Um, she's going to be treating God like a genie. Um, she's going to be telling God, I've done this so that you have to. And they, some people have to learn on their own. The best advice I can give you is if you know that you are a God sent friend to her, be there when she falls in a ditch and help her out. Because what happens is when people go through these cult-like movements, they still need their friends to be long-suffering with them. Now, you may still be distant and let her go about her business, but in the distance, in the shadows, still praying for her. And when she calls you because she's fallen and, 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 and she's you know um, hurt by it, um, um, then you will be able to still be that friend and still help her out because that's the, that's one of the things that happens when people come out of those kind of movements or ideologies, they have no friends because the cult says, we are your friends. There's nobody else. We're your family. Hug us. We, that's how it is. That's the same thing with the prosperity gospel, the hellfire and brimstone gospel, the grace gospel. All these gospels is idolizing one aspect of the promises, making it more, making it bigger than what it is and not balancing it out and making it where people are actually balanced in the sanctification process of God, where they better understand how to move and, and people lose that way. And you got to let people lose. You got to let people fall because people don't listen until, 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 the, until it's bad. And you got to let her go. So you also said, what can I do from now as her friend? Love her from a distance. Um, don't bring up these different things. Um, if you're going to be right, be right right. Don't be right wrong. A lot of people have the truth, but they deliver it wrong. If I got, like you heard the analogy, if I had steak, great steak, great potatoes, if you're vegan, I got the best vegan dish, but I put it on the trash can, ain't nobody going to want to eat that. So what I would do is I wouldn't mention the prosperity gospel because she loves those teachers more than you. She loves the ideology more than you. And the sad thing is she don't even really love God like she thinks she does. She loves what she can get from God. And that right there, idolatry, you can't help her with. <clears throat> um, the process that God is going to take her through, that goodness is going to draw to repentance is what's needed right now. So the best way to be a friend and when she reaches the end of this journey in prosperity gospel, then she needs, she's going to need that friend and God's going to hire. He's going to be like, I need you to be her friend now um, to help her deal with, uh, unpack those different things. So to, to help everyone else out, anytime you hear something that says um, um, this gospel, like prosperity gospel, the grace gospel, the, um, the hellfire brimstone, no matter what it is, if they all, if they, if, if there's a term in front of it, other than Jesus gospel, don't trust it because they're idolizing it. And, and what's crazy now is that a lot of people are idolizing revelations. And so when you start hearing people talking about the revelation of this or the revelation of that, or, or this is what I got from God. It's like, did you get it from the scriptures? Did you get it from him? And is it balanced? And a lot of people don't understand that the whole gospel saves, but not a partial gospel. A partial gospel doesn't save anybody. It hurts them tremendously. But a whole gospel, the balanced word, the full counsel of God is what is able to carry a soul throughout this life. Hope they help. Um, Chicken Owns MC says, hey, coach, how do I progress in my relationship with my best friend without rushing into anything? Feelings were mutually expressed. Um, good question. How do I progress in my relationship with my best friend? Um, 
Well, you do this first. Um, make sure God has the term best friend. And then you will get the best out of your friends. See what I'm saying? Because when God is your best, then you, you will always be at rest. You see what I'm saying? You will always be at rest because he's your best friend. But if this person's your best friend, then when the relationships get rocky, then you get rocky. So you got to make sure that you're on the rock and that doesn't move, right? And so how do you progress in, my, in your relationship with your best friend without, without rushing into anything? Is to, is to think. Is to think, to make sure that you do not do anything that clouds your judgment, that clouds your thinking, that has you do more than you need to. That's all you got to do is take your time. Keep. This is when you invest in God more than you invest in relationship. Right. So look at the time that you put in your relationship. And then um, um, I wouldn't say I'm not sitting there saying that God is saying for every hour you spend with them, you need two hours with me. I'm not saying that. But you got to make sure that your relationship becomes balanced because you got God to compensate for it so that you will be at a place of ease, so that you will be at a be poised, so that you will be able to navigate through the noise, right? Because that's very important because when God is your best friend, you can get the best out of every friendship, right? And then you won't have to worry about rushing now since you guys are mutually on the same page. What you do now, if you feel led to get this resource, Dating Prep. Dating Prep is a great resource for you to ask the right questions at the right time. And if you guys can both get this book here, you will be able to write your answers down, his answers down, or vice versa. And then you will be able to see where you are in a relationship. Uh, and, and these are key questions, questions that will really help you really see um, on what's really going on and what to prepare for, when to slow down, when to speed it up, when to ease it up. You see what I'm saying? Then, Or when to give it up. No, we ain't, oh, I ain't talking about give it up like that. You, you know exactly what I mean by that. Give up the relationship, right? But God must be your best friend because you'll get the best out of all your other friendships. So that's good that y'all got y'all uh, feelings are mutually expressed. I don't know if you're a woman. Oh, huh? I don't know if you're a man or woman by your picture, but if you're a woman, uh, this is a great opportunity and time for you to just really just trust God with this. Um, establish the pace if he's moving too fast. But if you're a brother, you got to lead wisely. Make sure you don't lead her into compromise. Make sure um, um, you keep God in the forefront of your life and keep him in the center. Be wise. Just use wisdom and wisdom comes fellowship with the spirit of God. And that will help you going forward. But dating prep is resource will help you because it will give y'all some questions to ask each other. And the Holy Spirit will use the question, use the resources, Lord willing, um, to help you be able to navigate accordingly. So you progress by making sure that you and God are still progressing. Like I said earlier in the other question, some people stop the relationship with God to start this one. No, you got to level this one up. You and God, we got to keep this going because I, I need him now to make sure I'm in the right place in my life. Great question. Uh, Leah says, please, it it is advisable for a woman to build up a man financially. Uh, oh, is it advisable? Man, if a man don't got his money right, you don't help no man with no money. A man should not even approach you if his money ain't right. Okay, women want security and stability. If his if his bag ain't secured and his financial uh, uh, understanding is not stable, then then you you're not able. You don't don't use your ability to help his uh, uh, finances. So is it advice for women to build up? A, you don't build up a man. God builds up a man. God builds up a man. What oftentimes happens with women is that their nurturing ability is released. Their nurturing benefits are released to a boyfriend. There are certain benefits that are only reserved for a husband, and nurturing is not one of them. You see what I'm saying? A woman is not supposed to nurture a man. A woman's nurturing ability to nurture her children, to nurture her craft. When it comes to a man, she's a helpmate. She's not a nurturer. Nurture is, come on, come on, just come over here and just, just, just eat from mama's bosom. I got you. We're going to make. No, 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 no. You will stunt that man's growth and that man will use you. So what I would do is I, a woman shouldn't even spend a dime on a man. We talked about this, me and BD, on our last episode right here. We talked about that. Benefits only for the grown and married. Five benefits that are only for uh, um, husbands and wives. Watch this video on the Good Guys channel. I want you to go and watch that. And then you will be able to see the five. And we talked about finances, about how a woman is not supposed to give a man a dime. My wife never gave me no money. I don't, I don't own it. Any time she need, I got it. 
No man. First off, if a man asks you for money, run. If you offer the money and he accepts it, run. A man should a man should show no signs of financial distress if he's courting you. Men go through that in their singleness. Get learn your have your financial failures, make mistakes while you're single. If you want to approach a woman, you gotta have your money right. Is it advice for a woman to build up? You don't build up no man. God builds a man. A man who's not built for you is not a man to 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 be with. And if he's not sound financially, you, you don't waste your time, my friend. Don't waste your time. Stephanie says, I am often alone and can't seem to find my circle. It discourages me because I seek genuine friendship. What should I do when my prayers for a friend haven't been answered? Thank you. Um, God is like, God's like, that's what God's doing. Listen, like right now, uh, I don't, I don't need no new friends. It is what it is. Um, I, I'm, I am fully satisfied in my friendship with my uh, uh, with my father, Heavenly Father, and with my wife. I am fully satisfied in those friendships and my friendship with BD and some other and some of the other guys that I have that God blessed me with in in um, at Oral Roberts University. But outside of that, I don't need no more friends. And you don't need friends. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand. Let me make sure I have empathy and understanding with you. I totally understand. Uh, I went through that. But then I began to invest in my friendship with God and I was fully satisfied. People came in because one thing about people, they'll come and go and God be right here. Like, I see I'm I'm here. What's up? Let's keep it moving. Um, But you got a a long time is some of the best time. If you have nothing for those alone times, then that aloneness going to lead to loneliness. Right. So if you often feel alone, you got to ask yourself, what am I? What is my is my life idle? See, man, listen. When I when I got alone, and I always do this just for uh, teaching purposes. When I was alone, there you go: books, card games, videos, creative sessions with God, brainstorming with Him. That's how you occupy those alone times, and you don't even need no friend. He says he's a friend that's closer than a brother. So me and God, well, I'm good. From here on out, I probably won't even. I won't. I mean, if God brings. Solid, genuine friends, cool. But I'm not looking for them, and I don't think you should. And and God is not going to answer that prayer because basically you're telling God that I want them more than you. You got to get to a place of contentment where you say, you know what? There's nothing wrong. And the thing is, you got to be so content your friendship with God so that you'll be able to determine who's a real friend sent by Him. And so there's nothing wrong with wanting friends, um, but you have to also understand that He's the man for the job. You know. And he wants to be a friend. And genuine, I understand, genuine friendships will come. So what I will start doing right now is uh, wherever you feel peace and stillness, I will go there and just say, God, how are you? You good? Just talk to him like a friend. Talk to him like a friend. He says, uh, I no longer call you servants. I call you friend. Why did you say that? He was like, sir, because servants don't know what the master is doing. Friends do. So God is saying, I'm a friend. I want to let you know what I want you to do and what's going to bless you and help you. And, and but if you treat yourself, see, this is what happens. We treat we treat our relationship with God as if we're servants and not friends. See, when you look to God as I'm just a servant to God, then he's not you won't you won't even open the door for him to be your friend or your father. But when you look at him for who he is and you say, that's my friend, that's my father. Then you will be cool because there's so many people who's in a servant category and they serve, 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 and never really get a chance to enjoy God as their friend. So I need you to go into your quiet place where there's a drive for me. It's a drive. I talk to God when I'm driving. I be driving with God. I be like, God, what you think about this, man? You know, this cool. I vent. I process. I come home in my room when I when I'm writing on my book. I'm writing a book right now. God, yo, what you think about this concept? That's how cool we are, and that's how he cool he wants to be with you. Um, that's all I got, y'all. I'm, I'm sorry. I got to go. Um, hmm, let me get these last two. Let me get these last two and I'm done. Is plastic surgery a sin? Um, the root reason of anything is where the sin is. The root reason for anything is where the sin is. Um, a lot of things are permissible. A lot of things are lawful, but not everything's beneficial. 
So if the root reason of why you do anything is because of idolatry, is because of insecurity, is it because of fear or whatever, it's wrong. In my personal opinion, I wouldn't do it. Too much risk. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it because you got to love your body for what it is. What you getting plastic surgery for? You know, you don't like the way God made you. The other stuff that you don't like about yourself, that's just what the gym does. The gym should be your plastic surgery. You know what I'm saying? The gym should be our plastic surgery. Our diet should be our plastic surgery. See, because if, if anything else beyond that you don't like, then that's the insecurity point. I, I, I can't shave this forehead down. I can't make my head round. I'm not going to try to bring my hairline back. It's just not. I'm not. I like myself. And so in my opinion, I just wouldn't do it. Uh, anything you don't like about yourself is changeable. Anything else you don't like about yourself that you cannot change in the gym or in your diet, you got to own it, my friend. So I wouldn't even worry. I wouldn't even do plastic surgery because first off, it's too much risk. And you don't like yourself. You got to love yourself, my friend. Uh, uh, Kia J says, hello. How will I know a counterfeit from the man that God has for me? Ooh. Ooh. You in my book right now. You in my book right now. Hello. How will I know a counterfeit from the man that God has for me? A counterfeit is something that you try to force fit. A counterpart is a key part in your life. A counterpart flows. A counterfeit forces. A counterfeit is 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 something that's just not legit. Uh, it moves too quick. Uh, it tries to fix. A counterpart is a piece that that is, is an accessory to the whole. A counterpart is accessories. It, it assesses the whole. A counterfeit is advertising um, that I can fix you, that I can complete you, uh, um, whatever, whatever. Or you're you're making yourself available because you want to be completed. You want to be. You want to have it quickly, etc. Then you know it's a counterfeit. Um, um, a counterpart flows into your life. The one that God has for you flows into your life when you not even focus on it. God will never. I want to say never, but God. I won't even say rarely. God and uh, hear my heart. God is not going to bring someone in your life when you're focusing on that, because focus proves intent. Focus proves um, idolatry or or whatever else. And so you have to really assess. Am I? Um, I don't got the question post up. You got to assess. Like you know what? Am I forcing this? Am I forcing? Trying to force God's hand. Um, but God's man for you, my friend, will supernaturally flow into your life in God's perfect timing. Typically, when you're focused on your purpose, focused on God and content in him, that's when the right one comes because God can trust you. When did God bring Eve to Adam? When Adam was at rest. If you restless, you're not ready for his best. When you at rest and you have embraced his best for you, who was his son, and you engage with the spirit. Then, then, or a period of a time frame beyond that, a little bit after that, then you are truly prepared for that next phase of your life. How will I know a counterfeit when it wants to uh, uh, force its fit in your life, when it wants to move quick in your life, and when it, in the word of God, proves it's not legit? And the Holy Spirit is what's going to help you. Discernment is key. I'm working on the discernment part of my book right now. And um, discernment is is being able to see beyond the face. And only the one that holy only one that can do this holy spirit, so you got to let him scan that person. Um uh, but if you know you're not ready, then that guys are going to ready anything for you if you're not ready. So the man that God has for you will flow with God. It will it will be the right timing um um and all that good stuff. But don't get me wrong, it, he's not going to be a perfect man. It ain't going to be a perfect relationship. But God's grace will be there, my friend. And so I'm working on a book along those lines that's coming out pretty soon. And um, it's going to help a lot of people, including yourself. I hope that helped. Uh, but go um, type in counterfeit Joshua Ezzy on YouTube. And I have about three or four videos on that that goes in greater detail. I got to go, y'all. Um, coaching to get some rest. I love y'all. Uh, Chris Stops, I got you, man. I got one more right, right before Humble One. I am dating a single mom with three kids. Her kids are not in church and brought up in the world. We disagree on abortion and same-sex marriage. I say they are wrong. She says it's not. Then what I would do, my friend, Talk and two walk together, say, be agree, I will go ahead and walk away from that, my friend. Um, and, and if she, because if, if y'all don't agree, y'all not going to succeed. So if you already disagree on fundamental uh, premises in the word of God, 
then that that ain't for you, my friend. And so uh save yourself. I mean, she's she she's 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 a mom of three kids, bro. Man, do you want that? I'm not we're talking about her state of mind. Now, a woman who's a woman of God, her mind is solid, she got three kids. That's cool because at least the home is set up for you to help lead and be a part of that. But if she is a single mom with three kids and y'all disagree and they don't want to be in church, bro, do yourself a favor and bounce. Keep it moving, brother. Now, if it's just the kids you disagree with, that's different. The kid are the kids grown. If the kids are 19 and beyond, cool, whatever. But if she's idolizing them and she's seemingly that she may have a showed trace that she may love them more than she would uh, uh, engage in loving you, I would bounce, my friend. Save yourself the headache. Uh, Coach, I love you all. <laughs> Hope that wasn't too harsh. Truth hurts, but it heals. Uh, but I got resources for you. Got this book, Dating Prep. We already talked about that. Also, the card game that you can get with it. Um, um, sold separately, but great resources. Got a book on spiritual warfare called World War Me, How to Win the War Within. This book's a great, great resource for you as well. Got this other book called uh, The Purpose of Singleness. Are You Whole or Full of Holes? Great book there. Another book, a resource I have is called The Purpose of Freedom. How to untie soul ties and uproot strongholds. Great resource there. That'll be a great tool for you all. Also got my first children's book called As He Says, As for the Students I Serve. Great resource for kids, third graders and up. Um, also, my first book I ever wrote called Unplug. Um, top things to unplug from. And my other card game, I don't know what I did with it, called Memory Muscle. Um, a great way to memorize the word of God. All those tools and resources are on my website. I am unplugged.com. Let's bring it up now. So uh, I am unplugged.com. And this is where you can be able to get all your resources. Um, adult coaching, youth mentoring programs. So we got uh, kids mentoring, uh, uh, courses online, books, uh, T-shirts. T-shirts are also up under my YouTube channel. If you want to learn more about that, uh, you can get shirts there as well. Booking, if you want to uh, book, I mean, for your, for speaking engagements. Uh, we also got our promote pro, uh, life work courses, YouTube channel, podcast, books, card games, one-on-one coaching, ways for you to give, all that good stuff, all on my website there. So I hope that uh, resource will be a great uh, benefit towards you. Uh, love y'all. Um, I think I said everything, but got to go. Uh, hope you guys have a great rest of the evening. I'll be uh, live again tomorrow. And uh, Daily Plays will start back up next week. And so next till next time, peace. Love y'all.